I'm Dr. Nicole Byers, clinical psychologist and brain health expert, and you're listening to The Bold Life Podcast, the podcast for working moms who are feeling stressed out and overwhelmed trying to do it all. As a working mom with big career dreams, I know what it's like to not have enough time in the day and to lack the skills and confidence to reach your goals. I have spent years understanding how our brains work and learning what holds us back from having the courage to reach our dreams. Each week, I'll be sharing practical strategies to help you find more time in your day, build your confidence, fight back against mom guilt, and reach your goals. If you want to learn how to thrive both at home and at work, you're in the right place. Hello, and welcome to the Bold Life Podcast, where today we're talking about a fear that holds so many of us back, and that's the fear of failure. If you've ever held yourself back from trying something new or going after your dream because you were scared of failing, this episode is for you. Stick around and I'll share one action you can start doing today if you want to start training your brain for confidence and pushing past this fear of failure. Okay, let's dive in. Have you ever held yourself back from trying something new because you were scared of failing? We've all done this. It's scary to fail, right? brings up all of those negative feelings and thoughts. I would love to start maybe training for a 5k, but what if I can't hack it? What if I can't do it? What if I mess up and fall flat on my face while I'm trying to run? Or maybe you want to apply for a promotion, but you're scared of getting shot down or scared that you won't be successful. Or maybe there's a business that you've always dreamed of starting, but you're so scared that you'll try and put everything you have into it but it won't work out and you'll fail. Like I said, this happens to all of us. We've all been there before. Scared to take that leap because we don't want to mess up. I'm going to make a bold statement here. Stick with me. You actually don't fear failure. You fear being judged for failing. I'm going to say that again because it's really important. You don't fear failure. You fear being judged for failing. I ran into this idea a while back when I was reading a book called Rejection Proof by an author named Jia Jing. It was a super funny book. I would definitely recommend everyone check it out. In this book, he tells the story of how Zhang has always dreamed of being an entrepreneur. And one day he decides, you know what, I'm going to make this happen. So he chats with his wife and they come to an agreement that he's going to take six months off work, quits his job, and he's going to pursue his dream of creating an app. I can't remember what the app was about. That's not really important. The important part is that for six months, he pours everything into creating this app. He gets a small team together. He develops all the tech. He gets it all ready. Everything's working. He's so excited. The app is exactly what he wants it to be. And he gets it all lined up to present to potential investors. So he's got his presentation ready. He's ready to pitch this app to these investors. Goes in. The pitch goes great. He goes home to wait for the good news and the investors turned him down. Six months of effort, his lifelong dream of being an entrepreneur. He quit his job. He put all their savings. He hired this team and he got shut down. Like I said, the book is super funny and Jia talks about how this was so soul crushing for him and how awful it felt to try his very best, but still fail in a funny way. Like I said, it's a funny book. The good news is though, for the rest of us, this epic failure 
sparked something in Jeff. He decided that he wanted to learn more about why we fear failure and why he was so fearful of this rejection. So he tells the very funny story of his quest for 100 days of rejection. He actually goes out and tries to get shot down and get rejected and fail 100 times. I'll tell you more about it in a few minutes here. But first, let's talk a little bit about the science behind this fear of rejection and the fear of failure. So why am I saying that the fear of failure is really the fear of rejection? Let me ask you a question. Think about this for a minute. If you could try anything, any dream you ever wanted, maybe you would ask that person out that you've always wanted to ask on a date, or you would try that new business idea, or you would pick up that new hobby that you've always wanted to try. If you could try anything that you've ever wanted to do, and no one would know if you failed, would you do it? Would you start that business, try that hobby, ask that person out? For most of us, if we could try these things that we've always dreamed of doing, and no one would find out if we messed up or not, so you're in this magic bubble that if you fail, you know, it's okay, you just go back and start all over again. Most of us would say yes. In that circumstance, we would try that thing that we're terrified of doing as long as no one ever found out if we messed up or if we failed. So really, it's not the failing that's the problem. It's not failing and messing up itself that's the problem that's holding us back. It's how we judge ourselves when we fail and how we worry that others are judging us. When you understand how our brains evolved, this really makes sense. Humans, we're social animals. Our brains actually evolve to help us work effectively in groups. Our brains are designed to help us work together uh, and to make others like us so that we can work together. Really, when you think about it, humans are kind of scrawny in the animal kingdom, right? We're not that strong. We're not that fast. Yeah, we're pretty smart. But what makes us work the best, what makes us most efficient is when we're able to work in groups, work in tribes, come together in communities, work on teams. That's when we achieve our greatest success. Most truly successful people aren't successful on their own. We all know that. We have a team behind us making us successful. So our brains actually evolved and developed certain skills and patterns of thinking so that we could work more effectively together, work more effectively in groups and on teams. Part of this is making sure that other people like us. Your brain has evolved certain thinking patterns, certain patterns of behaving that were designed to help other people like us. And that makes sense, right? Think about it. A few thousand years ago, if we didn't get liked, if we were the outsider, we're at risk of getting kicked out of the cave to fend for ourselves against all the giant animals out there. Our ancestors learned that they needed people to like them. Hence, the fear of rejection and the fear of not being liked. If I'm terrified of not fitting in, of not being liked, my brain is going to work really, really hard to make sure people like me and I don't get kicked out of the group, right? Unfortunately, fast forward a few thousand years, our brains still react this way. But it's not really the end of the world anymore if people don't like us. But it sure feels like it, doesn't it? Okay, maybe the odd time you're on some reality show like Survivor or Big Brother, and it's a big deal if you get kicked out of the tribe and people don't like you. But in real life, it's okay if not everyone likes us. But our brains don't respond that way. Your brain is still designed to want other people to like you. And in reality, that's kind of a good thing, right? 
We don't want to be a jerk and have everyone hate us. That's not a good way to get through life. And really, if we are totally alone with the whole world against us, even in our modern world, that's going to be tough. But more often than not, we swing too far in the other direction. We swing too far where we need everyone to like us, where we take it so personally when someone doesn't like us or we don't get along with someone. Let me tell you a secret here. There are 7 billion people on the planet. Some of them are not going to like you. And that's okay. And that's also good. And I'm going to explain what I mean. What happens when we want everyone to like us is we change who we are, who we present to the world. We're not our true self. Usually, we tone down those parts of ourselves that we think other people won't like. We hold back on sharing some of our opinions and we make ourselves into this gray kind of bland vanilla ice cream type of flavor. Sure, everyone kind of likes vanilla ice cream, but not everyone's going to go for that as their first pick, right? If I'm always worried about what others think of me, I'm going to smooth over those parts that really make me unique because those are the things that I'm worried others won't like. One, that's not very fun. Who wants to be constantly smoothing out those parts of yourself and being someone you're not? And two, it is exhausting to do that. Always having to think about how are others going to react when I say this? What's so-and-so going to say if I do this or say this? Am I going to make that person upset? Am I going to hurt their feelings? Are they going to be mad at me? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if? Oh my goodness. Remember, our brains only have so many resources. And we burn them out really fast with this type of thinking. All these what ifs and what ifs and all this concentration that's required to be someone you're not. To be constantly thinking, how is this person going to react? Is this the right thing to do? All of that is draining energy. On top of it, like I said, you're pushing some of your true self down when you're making yourself this gray vanilla ice cream version of yourself that everyone's going to kind of like. You're not being your true self. And that's really hard on our minds and bodies as well. Again, takes a ton of mental resources. And it's also really stressful. No wonder your confidence is down if this is something that you struggle with. If this fear of rejection, this need to be liked is something that's so strong for you. No wonder you don't believe in yourself. Your brain doesn't know who you really are because you've been putting on this act or trying to be a certain way for people all the time. Like I said, This is exhausting. It's going to burn you out. It's going to bring down your confidence. And to top it off, we end up holding ourselves back. You don't try those things that maybe you would be super amazing at because of fear. I'm scared what people might think. I'm scared people might not like me if I share my opinion or if I try this new thing that I've always wanted to do. And what happens is I end up really frustrated with myself. How many times have you wished you shared your great idea and then beat yourself up later because you kept your mouth shut in a meeting? We've all been there. Or maybe even worse, someone else shares that idea that you totally had yourself. Ugh, why didn't I speak up? So not only is your brain spending a ton of resources worrying about sharing that idea in the first place and what other people might think, then later on, your brain is burning a ton more resources being hard on yourself and beating yourself up because you didn't say it in the first place. Ugh, am I right? The result, confidence is low, leads to more doubt and more fear and uncertainty. If I'm not confident in myself, I'm going to be less likely to speak up. 
I'm going to be even more worried about what everyone else thinks. And it's easy to see how that negative cycle of thinking can get started in our brains. My confidence is down. I don't speak up, which makes my confidence worse. And I spiral into this doubt, uncertainty, and burnout. And remember, like I said, not everyone is going to like you anyway. Actually, most people aren't even thinking about you. I know, right? You're saying, Nicole, what are you talking about here? Of course, we're all thinking about each other all the time. Yeah, but not really. Really, we're all so worried about ourselves. We're too busy to be judging other people. We're so worried about what everyone else might be thinking that we're not actually paying that much attention to what everyone else is doing. Think about it. How many times are you really negatively judging someone for speaking up? Probably not that often, right? but we worry so much that others are going to judge ourselves. And what it comes down to, if people don't like you, one, that's okay, because there are 7 billion other people on the planet. Two, maybe they just aren't your people. Remember, if we're trying to make ourselves that gray, bland, vanilla ice cream version of ourselves, yeah, everyone's going to kind of like us, but no one's first choice is really that vanilla ice cream, right? You're going to be so much happier if you can be your true rainbow sprinkle, double chocolate fudge version of yourself. Your brain's going to be happier and healthier because it's going to be wasting way less resources just being yourself. And you're going to find other people that like rainbow sprinkle, double chocolate fudge, right? You're going to find those people that really like you for you. And that's going to boost your confidence. Then you're going to feel even more bold to speak up, to try those things. I know you're wondering at this point, okay, Nicole, I get it. I need to be more of myself. I'm burning a ton of mental resources, worrying what everyone else is thinking. So how exactly do I start doing this? Let me take you back to the story of Zhai Jing and that book Rejection Proof that I mentioned earlier on in the episode. So like I said, Zhai decides he's going to go out on purpose and try to get rejected and shot down for 100 days to help overcome this fear of rejection. As you can imagine, it's hilarious. Again, Pick up this book if you're looking for something funny and also informative and educational to read. It's a really good one. He also, if you're not into reading, that's okay. He has a vlog where you can watch. I guess he um, recorded, he videotaped all of these experiments that he did. I haven't seen the vlog myself, but apparently it's really funny. And if it's anything like the book, I'm sure it's hilarious. Okay, so he does everything to try and get rejected, to try and actively go out and get shot down, to try and actively fail. Everything from asking a stranger for $100, he goes up to the security guard in his building and says, can I have $100? And then when the security guard responds, no, why? I guess Jai runs around and hides sweating and panting until he calms down. It's pretty funny to hear him tell about these initial reactions where he starts on this rejection journey. Other things he does, he talks to a stranger and asks if he can take a picture playing soccer in his backyard. His stories are super funny, like I said, but they're also really interesting. One thing he learns is he actually doesn't get rejected nearly as much as he thought. Lots of times people say yes to his strange and bizarre requests. And he starts to learn some strategies to increase his chances of getting that yes. He starts to learn what types of things that he asks or how he asks for them can impact whether or not someone says yes. So he's actually learning some negotiating skills as well. The other interesting part is the more times he goes out on purpose to try and fail, to try and get shot down and rejected, his fear goes down. 
Each time he tries one of these experiments, it's not nearly as scary for him, despite him asking for some truly outrageous things at times. And this is normal, right? This is how our brains learn. Right now, if I am thinking about that scary thing that I don't want to do, going up to a stranger and asking to take a picture in their backyard, for example, or asking another stranger for money, my brain is going really fast to all the worst case scenarios. It's thinking, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, all these things can go wrong. This person's going to yell at me. It's going to go horrible. I'm going to fall on my face. Your brain is excellent at coming up with those worst case scenarios. But just like Jia found, often, what actually happens is not as bad as your brain thinks. And so when we try these little experiments, when we push ourselves outside of our comfort zone, your brain quickly learns, okay, that wasn't actually as scary as I thought. I was working it up in my brain to be a lot worse than it was going to actually be. And I'm sure you can all think of an experience from your own life where this has happened to you, where you've built up the courage to try something and it wasn't nearly as awful and world ending as you thought it might be right? And then what happens is because our brain is learning to be more courageous, learning that these scary things aren't truly as terrifying as we think they are, it's building that confidence. Your brain is learning through this practice to not be as scared, to be more bold, and to have that courage to speak up, to do those things you want to do without worrying so much about what everyone else is thinking. All too often, we believe that we are who we are, Their skills and talents are set. I'm afraid of failure and that's who I am. I'm just not a confident person. Mm -mm -mm, That is not true. Confidence, like so many of our other attributes, is a skill. A skill that your brain learns. Yeah, sure, some of this fear of failure and fear of rejection is evolutionary, but it's also learned through practice. My toddler asks me for outrageous things all the time. Like yesterday, she wanted a puppy like the ones on 101 Dalmatians that talks. Like not a toy, a real puppy that talks. (laughs) She's bold. She's courageous. She will ask for anything that she wants. And we're all like this when we're young, right? But over time, we learn this fear of rejection, this fear of failure. We don't want to be embarrassed, right? That's a fear that we learn. The good news is, Because this is something we learn, we can unlearn this behavior, unlearn this fear response, but it takes practice. No, you don't have to do your own 100 days of rejection, but start small. Do something you're scared to do right now. If you're having trouble getting started, I'd encourage you to look at what you're procrastinating on right now. What is that thing that you're avoiding? My guess is there's a reason you're procrastinating. Sure, the task might not be fun, like doing your taxes. Maybe that's the reason. But more often than not, when we're procrastinating or avoiding something, it's because of a little bit of fear or maybe some insecurity. That might be a great place to start challenging that fear, building that confidence. Take a deep breath. Remind yourself that if Zha Jing can ask the lady at Dunkin' Donuts to make donuts into the shape of Olympic rings, you can take a bold step too. And even if you get shot down or fail, your brain's going to learn the world did not in fact end and you'll have more confidence the next time you take a bold step. This episode of the Bold Life Podcast is brought to you by my stress personality quiz. Your unique personality style can impact how you tackle problems, how you cope under pressure, and even the best strategies to reach success. Take my free quiz at drnicolebyers.com forward slash quiz to learn your unique stress personality 
and get personalized tips to build confidence, fight overwhelm, and even get more done in the day. Once again, that's drnicolebyers.com forward slash quiz. All right, let's wrap it up. Today, we talked about why the fear of failure is often the fear of rejection or the fear of not being liked or judged in disguise. We talked about why this can hold us back and make us into this gray, watered-down, bland version of ourselves that just leads to overwhelm, stress, and burnout. To overcome this fear, this mental default, we practice. And a great book to read if you're looking to get started pushing past this fear is Rejection Proof by Zhai Jing. Remember, courage isn't the absence of fear. It's feeling the fear and doing it anyway. Thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Nicole Byers, and this is the Bold Life Podcast. Thank you.